On tonight's show, we have stand-up comedian, writer, director, and producer, Surprise! And now, for your host, Cool Card! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 87, Kicking It With Cool Card. I am your host, Cool Card. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's a pleasure, it's a joy to bring this show to you every single week. Man, just happy to be here. Hey, listen, last week on episode 86, I had Paraphernalia. It's a hip-hop group uh, with EMAG Records. They just dropped their album, Satoshis, streaming live right now on all streaming platforms. Y'all make sure y'all go check them out. Show the boys some love. The, listen, the album's hard. I don't listen to a lot of stuff. Trust me, the album's hard, so... Go do yourself some justice. Go do your earlobes and your eardrums some justice and check out this stuff, all right? Uh, you can check them out on Instagram at e.m.a.gregords, all right? Check them out there. And of course, just check them out on all the streaming platforms under Parabanelia. You can go check out the uh, the stream on 86 on YouTube right now if you need any of the links. They are down below in the description. Now, tonight, hey, listen. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to have some fun. I got a comedian, a stand-up comedian. She's a writer. She's a producer, director, host, correspondent. Man, you name it. She's hustling. She is grounded and well-rounded. You hear me? <laughs> understand? She's really doing a thing. <laughs> She's really doing a thing out there. Her name is Sarai. She goes by the name of Sarai. Uh, and if you live in the LA area and probably, I mean, she tours too. So she, she, you know, she does the things all over the nation. So you might've seen her, you might've heard of her, but if you haven't, you will tonight. And I promise you after tonight, you will want to follow her and follow her journey and telling you she's doing great things. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on in with a nice little warm welcome. Like I like to do it the cool way. And then we're going to get into a dome, into a brain and we're going to see about it. You know what I mean? Let's go. Hey there, After Buzz, I'm so excited. We're at CaliFest for the spring of Bob Hart's Abishola and All Rise. News that comes coming on CBS. You guys don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about how Steve Harvey say to be successful, you pretty much don't need to sleep. Now, both of you gentlemen are very I, successful, in my opinion. I completely disagree. Well, yeah, I want to come back to the story about Jesse again. As far as the overall brothers go, I, I feel as though that no matter what, Dermot Sumo, for, for definition of character, is bogus to me. Because we do know for sure, no matter if they thought it was supposed to be something that was on social media, they still was a part of a hate crime or a fake hate crime. Well, I will say that in the beginning when I was young, I was for the abs and the six-pack yes. and whole brr, brr, you know, just feel those, feel that body, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But now, oh, give me six stacks. So tell me, how do y'all handle that? Just that, that honest, that honest system <laughs> to a Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Sarai, I'm sorry, I'm about to butcher your no, name. Sarai. Yeah, I was about to say stand-up comedian, so I got I just twisted myself up. It's all good. It's all good. It ain't the first time somebody done butchered your name, huh? It get butchered all the time. Somebody said, like, Sarai, I said, Yeah, it's like the inch of the season. My mama looked at me and started scratching. She was just inching. Oh, my God. No sense. Some people have no sense. 
I am doing wonderfully well. Blessed that you are here with me to kick it with me. You know what I mean? We're going to have a nice, cool conversation. We're going to talk comedy. We're going to talk all the things that you got going on. Because like I said, you are grounded and well-rounded. Girl, you hustling out there. You got to hustle, cool. You really got to hustle. Drink to that. As a a woman, you also have to be about your business because there's two ways to get in Hollywood as a woman. You can do it on your back or standing up. So, since I want to stand up, (laughs) I have to do a little bit more work, cool. No, yeah. Yeah, hey, be okay, you, right. be you. We here, we kicking it. It's organic. You understand me? <laughs> <laughs> Just making That's... sure because every now and then I like to curse. Oh, hey, look, like I said, do you be you, be you. All right, you. it's organic. <laughs> it don't matter. Ain't no filter on here. All right, we ain't gonna go I too crazy, you. but you know it's no filter. Just oh, be of you. Course. <laughs> of course. What you sipping on in that glass over there? Vodka, a little vodka and yeah. a, little, a little soda. You know, Girl, you gonna start sweating on the show. <laughs> you said what? So you gonna start sweating on the show with that vodka? Uh, I might have to perspire a little bit. That's gonna get good to me. When it get good to me, a little, little sweat ain't gonna hurt nobody. I'm thinking about myself. I can't give you COVID. I was talking to somebody. This is just this is just an all transparency, right? I got COVID three weeks ago. <gasps> oh wow. Okay. Now right. you're good. It's been 14 days. We good. Yeah, I'm straight, I'm straight. And it's a true story. I talked to my brother on the phone and he was checking on me every day that I had COVID, right? And <laughs> I was talking to him on the phone and all of a sudden he went, <gasps> and I'm just still talking, talking. I hear, <laughs> and I was just like, wait a minute. Then I hear, <sighs> I said, wait a minute, man. Did you just, did you just cough? And I, he was like, well, yeah, I got a little tingle in my throat. I said, Vic, I can't give you COVID on the phone. <laughs> Oh my God! Did did it hit you hard, or you were cool? You just had to wait it out. I mean, it, it was it was kind of bad. So for the first six days, it was okay. Okay. Right? I was copacetic, had a little fever for maybe a couple of days. Took some um, some Tylenol. Boom, done. Yeah. But then I told, start telling people. Oh. And then that's when everybody was like, "Oh, you know, my cousin died." Are you a hypochondriac? Well, you know what I mean, like a hydric, what is it, hydrochondriac? Yeah, Here's like hydrochondriac, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when they started saying that, then I started feeling like shortness of breath and all that oh. stuff. Go for it, yeah, for the most Yeah, part, hypochondriac, that's what you are. So you, so you right. worry about everything then? Yes. So I took on the symptoms. So I was like, so what your auntie feel? She was like, she had numbness in her head. I was like, oh, shoot, wait a minute, you know. Damn was, girl, you ain't got the you ain't got the gout. You got COVID. <laughs> I, I just took it all. I don't know. So I had to stop. I had to turn my phone off, off for like another week. Swear to God, because it was just it was too much. Oh, Way too much. Yeah. See, that's what yes. you don't need to hear though. Like, why would people yes. even think to call you and be like, "Well, you know, such and such died," and you know, like, <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could be on my deathbed, and you over here talking right. about you. You know, that ain't the way to go. <laughs> It'd be your own friends. I had a homegirl tell me that her friend lost taste and smell since last May of last year, right? And yes. I'm here, and I, and I had just lost taste and smell too, so I'm like, oh my God, I'm never gonna be able to taste chicken again or beef or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I had to dang. turn my phone off. It was the worst. Even my dad was like, you know, our cousin died by that. I was like, oh, Lord, daddy. 
Wow. You know? <laughs> they should be calling you with some comforting talk. Some some girl, you gonna make it through, you gonna get through. They call right? you telling telling you about everybody else that have died. <laughs> right? They was just like, yeah, you basically gonna say you're gonna die and we're gonna send you flowers at the funeral. And I was like, yeah, this is this is too much. Oh, but, hell but for the no. most part, I had a homegirl with me. She got COVID um same time. Okay. So it was it was good because we had to we gotta bounce off each other a little bit. Okay. You know, when she called for sneeze, I was like, You okay, you're alive. <laughs> you alive, so. so did y'all quarantine together yeah well oh, no okay, okay so she didn't want to stay next to me she said if i be anywhere near you it's my symptoms gonna last longer she was watching right. fake wikipedia i don't know webmd i don't know where she got a fax from but uh so she stayed away from me the whole time which was kind of like kind of so well towards the end she came around me but right. it was sucky because it was like i wanted some companionship to talk to somebody you know right nobody was coming over <laughs> so let me ask you this is it I haven't, I haven't had it. Is it, yeah. is it, uh, does it feel any different in the flu, the cold? <sighs> to be honest, I haven't had the flu since, I mean, maybe since, I don't know, middle school or something. Yeah. So I can't compare the two, right? Okay. But I know the fear is a factor. Like okay. the idea that no one's going to come near you. You're not going to see anyone. Like yeah. all that stuff starts to play with your mind. Cause I was just like anybody. My homegirl ended up coming over with her dog, and I was like holding the dog, cause she wouldn't touch me. But I was just like, oh, you know, I was anything <laughs> at that point. So yeah, that is crazy. And now, and now the cases are picking person. up. Hmm? I said, and now the cases are picking up. Yes, the, yes, yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody. Are you wearing your mask? Everywhere, every <laughs> single place. Now, now get this too. So I went all over at first. I went to Egypt, Dubai. Um, yeah, I went to Jamaica. Everything, not not even a cold, right? Right. Boom! All of a sudden, went one week without my mask in LA. Started coughing. Why did and you was, do that? I don't know. It's like going to college all them years and screwing everybody, and then you mess with that one church boy without a robe. <laughs> <laughs> all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, you get to cool. It's the pastor's son that knock you up every time. Get the holy, get the holy penis, thinking it's blessed. And all of a sudden, you're itching and scratching and burning, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, hey, that's a good segue because I like to start all my shows with a oh, prayer. Oh. <laughs> no, not with a disease. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like to start all my shows with a prayer. Are you okay with that? I have to ask. Yes. All right. Ooh, we we got to give it up to God real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this moment, for this time. Heavenly Father, Jesus, just bringing us two together that we can talk and have a great conversation. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for healing and caring for Sarai. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, while she was under the weather and keeping your healing hands on her. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and lifting her up. Lord Jesus, we just pray for all of those that are out there who are dealing with things and dealing with illnesses and symptoms. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, just lift them up and bring them through. Lord Jesus, we just give it all up to you. We just thank you for this life. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you for love. We thank you for laughter. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just give it all up to you. We, we know that you are our Lord, and us, our, our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, for all that you do, for all that you've done, for all that you will do. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 And how do I say amen and amen? Amen and amen, Lane. like a Baptist church. You're a little long-winded with the prayer, you know? <laughs> hey, I got to get it in. You got to talk to that man. You know what I'm saying? You got to talk to that man. I was talking to him for the last three weeks. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you, got a little, you got a little bit closer to him, huh? Very close. <laughs> I was so high, I could give him a high five. I was up there. I went to the, how the old folks say, I went to the throne. I went to the throne. You went up, you went up that mountain. 
listen. <laughs> I saw this. I switched all my, my movies up, my TV shows I was watching. I know all kind of film. You know what I mean? I switched straight to TD Jakes, Creflo Dollar, Benny Hinn. Come on now. I switched it up. Oh my God. Well, listen. Let's 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 talk about you and your comedy and all that you're doing because you write, you produce, you direct, you host, yes. you're a correspondent, and most yes. of all, you do straight up comedy. Yes, stand up comedy, girl. You are grinding now. Wh- how long have you been doing this? Because I mean, I know you you, you live in L.A., but you're not yes. from L.A., right? No, 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 Houston. You're from Houston. I'm Houston, Texas. I'm okay. gonna. I'm from the South with an S. Okay, it's a difference. I'm from the dirty, dirty South. I'm from Houston, yeah, Texas, for sure. born and raised. Okay. Uh, family from Louisiana, by way. So. Mm. Okay. I'm from I'm from Waveland, Mississippi, so I'm right down there by y'all. Oh, that's dirty, dirty too. Yeah, girl. It's like what? You about got shoes on right now? <laughs> no, I ain't got no shoes on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's like thirty, probably about thirty miles, thirty forty miles from New Orleans. We used to go back and forth. You know? Okay. Yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. So, so how long have you been doing your comedy, your stand-up? Like, what got you into it? Were you always the jokester kid? Like, um, so it started off in West Philadelphia, you know, where I was born and raised. Okay. I used to spend most of my time. No, it's just. It started off actually Houston, Texas. It was driven by getting trying to get away from my parents. My parents were super, super strict, uh, and I was like, you know what? I gotta make something of myself so I get out this house okay. because. My parents were too Christian, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I actually had a TV show when I was 18. I started working at a, a public broadcasting channel Okay. when I was 18. And I was like the only intern out of 30 interns to actually finish the project and go on to have not one show, but two shows. Wow. Right. Okay. And then that's when I learned my first lesson. If you work hard at anything, no matter if you're the underdog, whatever the case is, you can do it. So that was, yeah, that was my first start behind the scenes. Okay. And then from there... Um, I went on to ABC, and then I went on to PBS, and then I went into BET, VH1, MTV, um, where I first got my first like job, job, like position. wasn't interning. Okay. And then um, after maybe a year at BET, I was like, you know what? I feel like I want to be funny. <laughs> I want to tell knock knock jokes, right? Wow. So okay. So I actually quit my job at BET. I was one of the youngest people there doing what I do. I had an office looking over Times Square, like you know, money, money, money. Okay. Okay. Right. And I said, you know what? I have a dream. I feel like more than I have a dream, right? And then all of a sudden, I quit everything and went to Houston. I mean, uh, to LA to start stand up. Wow, that's crazy. That's, that's yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that's dope, though. That's dope. I mean, that's how. That's how. That's kind of how. Um, uh, LA, right? She kind of just up and left yeah. and went to Dallas. Like, how did you guys meet? So, um, where did I meet LA? Okay, so her roommate. Was my is my good good friend and her at the, her and her, her and her at the same at that time was best friends. Okay. So I would hang out. You know how it is when you hang out with somebody right. and then I was my best friend. So it was like that. And I was like, oh shoot, LA is cool. You know she cool to yeah, kick it. Cool and I would do something called game nights where we just cut up, play games. You know, get in that thing. So she was always best in taboo. So we said we're gonna keep her around spades, everything. She was killing it. So wow. And that's how I that's yeah. dope. So I, I did read that. Okay, so when you you quit your job and you started stand up, did you do the whole twenty? Uh, what was it? A hundred shows in twenty nine days in New York before you left to LA? It was after. It was after. It was after. Yes. Okay. So I was doing improv with a troupe at the time. Oh, you you read up. You know my whole government name. I got you, girl. I got you. I got you. 
I do the work now. Hey, hey, listen. I ain't just on camera. I do the work now. I do the work. Okay, you, you legit cool. You so legit. Oh, um, you you tell it to yourself, by the way. Um, I appreciate but, uh, it. Yeah, I was uh, I was at the time I was doing improv with a group of people, and um, I actually was went to this um, audition for something, and I didn't get it, and I was kind of really devastated. It was a very very important um, audition, so I was like, you know what? I want to be fearless on stage. I want to every time I get on stage. Um, nothing scares me yeah. whatsoever, right? So I was like, what better to do that than to go to New York? I went to New York in, in March. It was freezing weather, one of the coldest winters on record to this day, that um that March. And I was like, let's do it. And right. I hit 100 stages in 29 days, yes. God dang. Yes. I mean, I've never been drinking probably a lot because I was drinking a lot that time to just keep going. <laughs> but... I am better now. That's just one. So, but that is a true story. I was just, whew, yeah, it was so damn. hard. So let me ask you this. What, what discoveries did you make about yourself, about comedy, about, you know, uh, working the audience? What, what discoveries did you make during those 29 days? 29 days. Can't. So when you, when you do that much comedy, cool. when you have that many shows, first of all, I was doing like five a day, right? Yeah. Here and there. When, when you do it and performing, you can't even care about when well, you care about what you're doing, but but you get numb about fear and yeah. feeling feeling scared because in the next hour you back on stage. Yeah. For the next thirty minutes you back on stage. So it's almost like, well, God dang it, they laugh at that one, but you know, here we yeah. go. We're gonna get them at the next or the third spot. You know what I mean? But surprisingly, everybody showed me love. When I walked in there, I told people what I was trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, everybody was on board with that pretty much. And it was it was what it was. And at some point, it was like uh, I, I sharpen my tools of like crowd work yeah. because you know what I mean. Like I, I had nothing to say by the end of the day, so now I'm talking about so where so where'd you guys meet? You know, right. <laughs> how long y'all been married? You know, you know, he possibly cheating on you, sis. You know, I don't know. I'm going to therapy in the audience, whatever. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes is not really flowing, you know. So but, yeah, but it was a really really good experience. If I could do it all over again. I would tell. I would do it again. And I would tell every comedian I know to try that challenge. You know, yeah. challenge yourself. Yeah, that's good. That's a good exercise. It's like when it's like getting in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty sure after that you were able to just kind of freestyle it a little bit. If you know, if ever you went off and you had to come up with something on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I had it. I had it. I had all the jokes about Tinder. Had all of the recent jokes about what was going on in the news at that time. You know, right. like I had all the couple jokes kind of laid out. It was. It was like. It was really. What it did was really increase my confidence. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it was to the point where I, when I got on stage, I'm like, I deserve to be here. I'm undeniable. Yeah. Sort of thing. And I was like, I'm going to take all your attention. You're going to watch me. And when you're in the audience or whatever, I'm basically talking to you. I want you to feel like you're in my living room. Like, yeah. you're just having a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, make and, it personal. And that's the beauty of it, so. Yeah, that's dope. That's a good approach, though, making it personal. So everybody yeah. feels like you're talking directly at them. And, and people, uh-huh. people slide down in their chairs, not trying to get talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. 
I love your shirt, by the way. Speaking of shirts. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that's you. dope. That's dope. Yeah. If hey, wait, do you have a background I, uh, behind you right now or no? Because I can't see the, all I see is the green. Is it a picture? Yeah, it's a picture. Yeah, when you see the shirt, uh, you'll see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my okay. studio. It's the it's the cool it's the cool crib. <laughs> you so cool. <laughs> it's a cool crib, girl. It's a cool crib. Now, is that is there one one joke that you have in your arsenal that you're reluctant to try, or everything's on the table for you? Like you'll talk about whatever. Okay, so when I first started doing comedy, mm-hmm. you know, I was still a little Christian. You know, uh, yeah. I was still religious. Yeah, you know? I didn't want to curse too much. I right. didn't want to, you know, offend the law. Right. But when I realized doing comedy, it's hard to just do, to be honest mm. and to be 100% clean. Now, if I perform at a church, I know how to do it, right? right? But when I'm on stage and stuff like that, I realized I have to be, to a certain extent, honest. Now, for a while, I didn't want to talk about, like, bisexuality and all right. these different topics and some of the stuff in my past, you know. But now I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's, all, it's all about being honest. Yeah. Because audiences respect the truth the transparency yeah the they truth do. transparency they, they want to know all your business cool. right they, they, know, they love you know. it when you can laugh at yourself and you like 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 you have in heart like laugh at my pain right they love it when you can laugh at your pain because yeah. guess what they felt the same way at some point in their life as well yeah. relating they're they're laughing and it's almost like they're laughing at themselves at the same time and yeah. it could be therapy for them because maybe they could, they haven't even gotten over it, but now they're laughing at yeah. they're laughing it through with you. They messed up too. Yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> fucked up. Messed up. Yeah, For everybody real. fucked up yeah. out here, man. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And and at first, I remember I used to be like, "Cool, I don't want to curse." You know, I was saying words like "fuck" and "god dang it." You know, I was yeah. doing all these words. They were looking at me like, "Like that's a grown woman. She got kids." Like, right. You're a grown woman. Your balls are dropping. I'm like. What are you doing with these with these words? Like they was on to the point where they were like, just don't do it at all. You're not gonna right. say it. You know? And at, so, at the same time, too, they're looking for you to say the stuff that they wanna say and they can't because they're yeah. worried about people judging them or what they're gonna say. And I was gonna ask you that too. Like when you said okay. earlier on you were, you know, still had the Christian thing going. Were you in your head about how your how your folks would feel about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know when I realized though, some of the most profound artists like your Prince, um, uh, Little Richard, right? Oh, oh, wait, what was the age group? I don't know if anybody knows those nah, Y'all should know. Keep, nah, nah, know? Spit, it's, all about, it's all about value on here, girl. Let's spit that game yeah. to them. Spit that game to them. There you go. Some of the best people that are actually the most provocative people are Anything. actually at the Pre- same time preachers' kids. Yes. Sam Cooke. Come on, Sam yep. Cooke. Come yep. on, read the phrase. Yep. Come on. You know, Is it? Some of the people who are the most, you know, just... Well, to be honest, they have that favor. It's the yeah. anointing, it's the favor in their yeah. life, and that's what we feel in. And we hear yeah. whatever we may hear that yeah. may be secular, but at the same time, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's anointed. It's all anointed. They're all anointed. And it's also, I think, too, or I mean, you can probably attest to this. I mean, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's probably because they had a lot of curiosity because they, you know, they were bottled up. Yes. And now they're exploring yeah, I, and they're, they're experimenting and. Yeah. So right? I was raised in a bubble. Cool. I'm telling y'all my business. I was ready to lay down and go to therapy. Cool, because I needed this. I don't know how you do. But I didn't talk this out this week with the therapist. I was super, super in a bubble, right? I was raised super, super Christian, um, and you know, to the point where we weren't allowed to listen to secular music. We were only allowed to listen to gospel music. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I was oh. like 
at lunch, everybody was talking about LL Cool J or you had um, no idea. You know, Usher. Yeah. And I was talking about Kirk Franklin and um, uh, Kayla Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was it was horrible. You know no what I mean? balance. I, TV. Hmm? I said no balance. So of course you were yeah. curious. Couldn't watch TV. Everybody was talking about Superman and Batman. I was talking about my savior Jesus. He walks on water. You couldn't yeah. watch TV. Couldn't watch TV. No, I was oh very, very, very strict. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't watch movies, uh, and I couldn't listen to certain music. Like literally, raised in a bubble. <laughs> I, like, like you were Amish. You might as well just get rid of all elect- <laughs> electronics. Like right now, I'm breaking all the sins. I'm showing a little neck, me little. <laughs> Yeah, your dad, that's what he didn't want. He didn't want you to be of the streets. <laughs> Listen, he shouldn't he should have did me like that. But but um, yeah, I was they were raised super Christian. And the crazy thing about it is the people who are the highest on pedestals is the higher the fall. So yeah. my my father was kind of like a George Jefferson uh, of the community or Bill Cosby. I don't want to use that reference too much anymore because it was going on with Bill Cosby. Yeah. But he was that dude okay. and Christian. And the family was like evangelist. I can't say that word, evangelistical. I don't know the word. Evangelism. Um, there it, it is. Yeah, yeah, there okay. we go. And with all of that, with all of those eyes on you, with all that pedestal, it only puts you in a position to, to, for your plight almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I just kind of, kind of, kind of trying to move away from all of that. And I just want to just be me and just love everybody. And that's why I'm the most non-judgmental person you can ever meet in your life. Like, I have friends telling me they date their cousins. I have a friend telling me, oh, yeah, it's, it gets real. I, t- I have a whole bunch of friends doing a whole bunch of stuff, and they come to me and talk to me about it, and they know it's just all love. Yeah, yeah, love you're not going to judge them. I just want to love on you. That's it. Yeah. Well, well see, you're anointed <laughs> by that. You're anointed. I said you're anointed by that. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I have people tell me, I mean, this, this show not even long enough for me to get into it. Um, <laughs> what was most recent? Well, I can't tell you what's most recent because the audience will judge me for listening to that and not, you know, calling somebody so that person needs some help. Um, but like I said, like the one my with my friend. Okay, so this is a true story. My friend um, is 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 in love with the with her first cousin. Okay. Don't don't judge, cool. Don't hey, judge, hey, it cool, is what it is. It is what it is. In love with her first cousin, and it's to the point now where she forgets that it's the first cousin. The only thing she remembers is that he's married. Um, it gets deep. It gets deep. What? <laughs> yeah. So, her. So she called me one day, very heartbroken. She said, "Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, oh my goodness, Sarai, my my boyfriend's father just died, and he's shutting me out. And you know, he's he's basically spending time with his wife, but he won't let me comfort him. He won't let me comfort him. And she's like, and I don't know what's wrong with me. I just I feel so sad, and I'm just so depressed. You know, um, I'm so sad." from the loss of my boyfriend's father. Yeah. And I was sitting there just like, oh, I understand. Well, I pray for you. Oh, yes. That's it. Wait a minute. This your uncle? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was her uncle. She, she was saying how she couldn't figure out why she was so sad that her boyfriend lost his father. <sighs> the reason why is because it was the uncle that lives with her mom that lives with her. She just lost her uncle, but she was so detached and so in love with her cousin that the first thing that came to her mind was my cousin, you know, lost, lost his, his father. father. I mean, my boyfriend lost his father. But the bo- but the boyfriend him. is married. Yeah. The cousin boyfriend yeah. is married. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and, and I mean, it just, and, I mean, it just goes down deeper and deeper. And I'll be sitting there eating popcorn cool. I go, what? Like, girl, you can only imagine where that story be going. Like, she'd be like, you know, I just want to be closer to his daughter. You know, I want to bond with his family and really just get in there because I want to be, I want him to leave his wife and get with me. And I'm like, your little cousin? God dang, girl, she giving you material. Good, cool. Ooh, it he, hey, listen, they giving you all types of material. Yes. You ain't got to reveal who they are, but they giving you gems. <laughs> well, take it to the grave, cool. Go take it to the grave. But at the same time, it get good, cool. It get good. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, and my God. I know all the special. I know the Christian side. I know about the, the importance of spirituality and, you know, yeah. being able to pray. But at the same time, I am a human. I'm as human as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't get caught up in a religion no more. I'm just very yeah. spiritual. Uh, for me, yeah, exactly. I'm spiritual, man. I don't, I don't go to church. Um, I grew <laughs> up, I'm just saying. I, I, so for me, like you know, um, I grew up in the church, Baptist, which I don't, I can't get with the ah and all that. You know, all that. Yeah, I can't, I can't do all that. And when I did go to church as an adult, I went to a non-denominational church, and you know, the music was just like mainstream pop music worshiping you know what i'm saying which it was cool because i you know i can't get with the you sweating and the holy ghosting and falling out and you know what i mean i can't i can't i can't do it i can't do it um but anyway preachers be the main oh go ahead but those preachers i'm gonna say those preachers are the main ones that be sending by the way oh you think i know Yep. Everybody they say when they say when it's like that, the first three rows be the pastor's holes. So, you know, like <laughs> they just hey, when everybody. Amen. Hmm? And that Drake boys. Sip <laughs> <laughs> on it. No, but that, but but that's real though. And that, and listen, I know it's like uh, whatever. Like you know, people say like, well, you can't worry about what's going on in the church. You just gotta go and praise God, whatever. And this and that and the third. Now I get it, but. Mm, nah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got pushed away, and, and you know, with the whole emergence of the, 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 the superstar preachers, and you know, running around with the Bentleys and all that. And I know God is gonna give you riches, and He's gonna give you wealth and all that, but it's just how how it's presented, you know. Like, listen to me, man. I went to a church one time. Me and my wife went to a church one time, right? We're just trying, we just, we just trying churches out, right? Mm-hmm. Went up in there first time, first time, only time. Went up in there. It was the pastor's birthday. I think it was like his 50, 53rd birthday or something like that, right? Dude gets up there and says, Now, congregation, I know you've already pitched in to buy him a Bentley, right? They bought, they, they bought this man a Bentley, but I want everybody to go in their purse today and pull out another $53. For the 53 years this man has been on this earth. He is a blessing. He is God-given. Then listen, they did a whole presentation of the Bentley. They put up on the Jumbotron, him and his wife walking into the garage that's out back of the church. They they sitting there like they on goddamn prices right or whatever. Like they done won the goddamn. They, they, they sitting there with their hand on the hood being Uh-oh. presented. Ah! Being presented with the Bentley. That's the new first shuttle, cool. That's the new shuttle. Man, I, I had to walk out. I said, no, hell no. How big was the church though? Huh? How big was it? It was fair. It was a it was a decent size. It wasn't too mega, but it was it was pretty big. But yeah. I, probably think like, you know, God if God blesses you, that's what you should have, I guess. I don't know what his sermon was that day. Like 
Listen, I don't know. I, I went mute. I went mute. And then I left. Don't get put your physically down back I went mute. I went deaf. I, I I just yeah, I couldn't do it, man. It just took everything out of me when I saw that. I said, man, this is not it. This is and then listen, listen to this. <laughs> You know what? You know what's crazy? Yeah. I, no, I ain't gonna say his name. I, y'all said. Oh. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I was gonna say that. Okay, my last name is Hawkins. His last name was Hawkins, but I have no relation to this man. But listen. Months later, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm t- man. God, God is amazing. God is amazing. Yeah. God is amazing. God will show you. He will bring it to light. This man, months later almost kills himself in that same Bentley. Come to Listen, and I think, don't let me start lying now, but I want to say, I want to say this man was cheating on his wife as well. But don't don't hold me to that. Don't hold me to that because that's kind of fuzzy, but I think something like that was going on. But I'm telling you, months later, this man almost dies crashing that goddamn Bentley. It wasn't right. But he's okay though, right? Yeah, I think he's okay. But it, it just wasn't right, you know? That whole situation wasn't right. And it, it'll show. Well, why were you the only one why were you the only one that felt that or sensed that? Like how were you the only one that knew that was a thing? Like everybody I'm sure you said it was a nice sized church. It was yeah. so many members. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there were some members in there that didn't feel right about that, but they they were I guess they were dedicated to the congregation. Yeah. I don't know. But it was my first time being there and last. So I was like, this ain't it. Yeah, they it, was sitting there like, that, that's my preacher, that's him, and I'm going to stay beside him. Right, <laughs> not me, nope, yeah, adios, I was, I was ghost. But hey, real quick, we ain't going to talk no more about these preachers and these pastors, you know, you know what it is, we, we're spiritual up in here, we, we, you know, we give the most high, whatever your God may be, you know what I mean, we all praise something, I praise God, but uh, I want to cut to a real, a, a quick little clip to show the oh, audience, to show the audience, of, you know, what you do on that stage. You know what I'm saying? How you do oh, it so, how you do it so we great. Both- <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We, we, yeah, yeah, let's, let's check it out real quick. All right, guys, here is Sarai doing what she does so well on stage. Y'all check it out. <laughs> Exactly. You you work with what you got, girl. <laughs> As a woman, you gotta do either buy it or just use what you got. Either one. Right, either right, one. right. Don't buy it though. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. What you gotta keep 
what you got against buying it? Cool. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. You can go work for that. You can go work. Look, okay, look, right. I'm gonna tell you, look, 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 listen, little kickboxing, some squats and leg mm. lifts. It'll round out. Okay. It'll right. it'll round I'll write, out. Write, write that down. Write it, write it down, girl. That's that's the uh, remedy. Okay. <laughs> That's the remedy for sure, for sure. So listen, you um you are working on a web series. Yes. Yes. By yes. the way. Tell it tell us a little I, bit about that. By the way, B-I-T-H-E-W-A-Y. So we, we talked a little bit earlier, you know, about the whole Christian being super, super Christian and tied to this whole uh religious thing with my dad, my family, whatever. Yeah. And now I'm in, you know, I'm hanging out, having a good time in these streets, basically, right? Yeah. So, by the way, is a story about a girl who uh, was raised super, super, you know, I guess super Christian, she's a preacher's daughter, mm-hmm. and now she's curious about women. Okay. Ah, you know, mm-hmm. she, you know, she's like, oh, I'm enjoying. Like sometimes she likes enough, sometimes she don't, right? So <laughs> she, she, she a little, you know, she a little not too sure about some stuff. She curious. She's like, curious. Oh, She's curious. She's curious. Yeah. She's curious. It actually is based on some things that happened to me in college and, you know, all the different things. And I've come to the conclusion, for the most part, that everybody got a little gay in them. Everybody got a little gay in them. <laughs> Especially in college. You don't know how many women that snuck into my dorm room and tried to be like, hey, you know, and I was like, hey, what? Oh, you know? wow. Yeah, so it's actually just me talking about by uh, curiousness, bisexuality, sexuality in general, mm-hmm. and in a comedic comedic spin from a preacher's kid's point of view. Okay. And yeah. when you when are you going to drop that? When are you going to release that? Yes. So right now I'm talking to the guy who's scoring the music. It's, it's, it, it actually is done edited, being okay. edited, but um, I'm waiting for him to finish the music so we can go ahead and actually start the promos and marketing. So I was saying about a month. In a okay. month, it should be... So is this um because I I also read that you have like twenty three scripts concepts all that right you got you got all that right you 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 can tell you girl you listen I took like I said you grounded and well rounded you are putting in the work you are doing the work so is that is that the first uh, is this the first piece of work that you've produced out of all the stuff that you've written and came up with concepts and um actually no um i have like like you mentioned i have like 23 uh, tv shows and film scripts and all that stuff like that and i have an agent and she was shopping things around Mm. this is one of the projects that different networks was interested in okay and for me i'm a type of person where if you build it they'll come yeah so the fact that you're interested in it now let me show you how it works on a lower platform okay because i want to be like uh similar to Tyler in the fact that he has ownership yeah absolutely Um, i want to be an artist that has content out there, but my children's 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 children can't profit from it. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I want legacy. I want generational wealth. So with that being said, um, I'll, at this point, they'll just have to give me enough money to shoot the bigger version of it. Yeah. And um, I don't I don't have to pay myself. I don't, I don't even mind about that. But I want ownership. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, because the money will come. The money will come. Yeah, because the you money don't... will come. With the yeah. fame, I'm sure the money will come. But I, I think it was like versus Bill Cosby again. So give the audience for the, for the non-Bill Cosby fans. But the thing about Bill is he has ownership. Yeah. Of, of a lot of the stuff, as Halle Perry does. Um, I just think that's remarkable. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So let me ask you a question though, and I don't normally talk about this on my show. I, so one thing is I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about sexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about 
really like like uh we could talk about spirituality but i don't debate religion yeah like that you know what i mean um but let me ask you this what in your mind because you wrote it and you're living this life right yes i'm curious to know what makes you curious what made you curious you know what i'm saying yeah, what if, if you don't if you don't mind me asking because you 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 put it out there so I'm just asking like what is that how does that happen or what makes you curious like what is curiosity yeah what is curiosity were you always curious or when you got out the house you discovered so, this whole new life and it's like uh-huh. hmm. hmm all of a sudden I looked at a girl like <laughs> you know what I'm saying nobody that's bigger than mine you know you know let me see if it's soft like that little John song let me see if it's soft it's a hot, you know? <laughs> Let me touch, anyways, let me touch it to even soft. It, um, so it started off actually when I was, how old was I? Maybe six. Okay. And this is an exclusive for the cool show. Okay. Nobody knows what my personal business. I talk okay. a lot of shit, but All right. nobody and, knows. And, let's, and, let me, and let me tell you this for the record. I don't really ask personal questions. I really don't. Uh-huh. But because you put it out there, it's just something I want to know because it's it's leading up into what you're putting out the by, yeah. by the way. Uh-huh. like So I want to know like what's the thought process behind it and how did that come about for you or when did you know type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it got to the point while well, I answer the first part of that question, the reason why I, I was thinking, why, how did it come about? Well, that's the second part of the question, but how it came about was I was doing all these platforms, whether it was radio hosting and I was talking, they were always asking me from a straight woman's perspective. They were like talking about men and dating men and all that stuff like that, which is fine. But then I also have all these crazy stories that happened with me with women okay. and I would find myself biting my tongue, like, oh, shoot, I'm I'm messing up the pronouns. I'm like, right. oh, yeah, she was a man. Oh, he was. Wait a minute, he was she. You know? <laughs> but pronouns all messed up. And I'm like, what's wrong with her? So, like, she right. read something, right? Um, and then, you know what? I was like, you know what? That is putting a cap on my creativity. That's yeah. putting a cap on my voice. And I was like, I have to put something out to kind of explain a little bit of where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, I can now speak genuinely in that voice, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta be you. You gotta be true to yourself. Yeah, you gotta gotta go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't. And how long I start, you. you know what I'm like? What do you talk about? Cool? Yeah. How did I start like it was? Um, like that's that's what I was saying when I was six years old. It was uh, my my government name is Benice. Okay. Benice Benice Sarai, whatever. And her name was Lundies, and our names rhyme. Okay. And she had all the best crayons. She had the best mat. You know what I mean? Like, we've been known since pre-K. She had the best tissues. Right. Like, I was like, this chick is bomb. And somewhere around, we were best friends from three all the way up to maybe about second grade. Okay. And I remember my brother, actually, at the time, had liked her. You know, was holding hands with her. And I felt some type of way. You know, I was oh, like, oh, shit. You know, I didn't understand it. I was like, I'm going to hold her hand, you know? And we both didn't have a chance. It wasn't like she got what I got because we had nothing. Right, know? right, right. At the same time, I was like, hmm. And um, that hmm turned into a hmm. <laughs> 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 hey, turned into a oh. Um, so all the way up into college, I was super, super Christian. I was, like I said, um, I was, I wanted to let this part out, but I was a youth minister. Okay. So I would pray and lay hands on sick. And um, I don't know if you know Lakewood Church. Lakewood? Hmm? You heard of Lakewood Church? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I grew up there all my life as a mega church, and I was in the ministry, praying for people. You know, had grown people three times my age coming to me ever since I was like eight years old. 
asking to heal their body to get pregnant. Oh, wow. Craziness. I was in a youth ministry in, in, um, in high school um, telling women not to, to lose their virginity. We all had chastity rings. And I mean, just really into it. Yeah. And then I got to college. I don't know. It was just like, I was always just very curious. I can't speak besides I was just super curious. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the, 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 the troublesome thing about it is I think that people can't separate the sin from the sinner. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes when somebody starts sinning, all of a sudden they feel like God don't want them. And it's, and it's like nothing you do is right. Yeah, right. You know? And when I went through that phase where I was just like, I finally lost my virginity in college uh, some years later to a guy. I don't count losing my virginity to a girl. Right. Um, um, then I felt like, oh, my God, I'm the, the largest hypocrite. And that's when I kind of, I would go to church, but I had no leadership. I did not mm-hmm. ever want to be one of those people who had a platform and was saying, thus said the Lord. And at the same time, right. you doing, you doing everybody. You know, I'm sleeping, you sleep with the Kappas, the Alphas. Or yeah, Vegas. like the Baptist preacher. So I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it. Back to Baptist preacher, you know, he had the, all them chicks. And, <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't even know where I was going all the way with that, but that's that's kind of a little bit of... Um, you were just saying you didn't want to be, you were basically saying you didn't want to be a hypocrite. You had all these... Thoughts, ideas, emotions, desires, whatever. And you didn't want to be a hypocrite. So you chose to separate yourself from the church and go explore. In, exactly. In layman's terms. I, I enjoy myself. I can you know I mean, listen, here's the thing. When, okay. I, when you know, uh, I've been active very, very young, right? Grew up. Oh, okay. My father was the type where he was like, boy, I ain't raised no punk. Go out there type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I love him for it, though, because it actually taught me responsibility. It's, I didn't go buck wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did everything responsibly because of him. You know, he's like, bring him home. I don't want to hear about you jumping out of some, you know, so I don't want some parent calling me telling me that you jumping out their window. Bring him home type of thing, right? Um, but I love him for that because it was just an unorthodox way of, you know, raising your child or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it taught me a lot. And I had friends that when I was in college, you know, and throughout high school, they were like, you know, the squares and they were afraid to holler at girls and this and that. And they really hadn't experienced anything. So by the time, you know, I'm 23, 24, I'm so experienced. I've been doing, you know, I've been at it. What you been doing, cool? what you- I'm just saying, like, 
<laughs> we we hey listen, we ain't going there. We ain't going there. But I'm just saying, uh, I was like very experienced by the time I was, you know, 23, 24, but I had friends who I grew up with that were 20, 23, 24 making a lot of mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was just in life, uh, relationships or whatever, you know, making mistakes like they would get married early, never really lived their life, never really experienced all their curiosities, never, you know what I'm saying? All them fantasies and stuff, they just never really got to experience because they were the squares. They didn't, they didn't get with the girls. They didn't whatever, you know, and I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm promoting that for some kids to go out there and just be whores, you know what I'm saying? But at the end, yeah, but at the end of the day, without that life experience, it's a good possibility that you might mess up in marriage. You might mess up in relationships because you have not explored. You have not experienced anything. And when it's put in front of you and all that temptation is there and you and you've always wanted to try that, you might just fuck up in public. You know what I'm saying? You might just mess it up. You might throw your whole relationship, your whole marriage away because I've had friends to do that because they didn't have any experience. You know what I'm saying? And then I've had my friends that were like me we, you know, we, we've gone, whatever, we've done whatever. And well, we, uh-huh. you know, what, I'm just saying, you know, you know, you, know. <laughs> you were just asking me my questions, but you just skipping over what you did, you know. You I'm just saying, I, I mean, I you like, know, use your imagination, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, so, you know, I was experienced, had some friends that were experienced. And, you know, once we got into like serious relationships, those mistakes weren't made because we had already satisfied those desires or done the crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you start to realize that it's all the same, you know, some better, some wetter, excuse my language. You know what I'm saying? Some wetter, some better, some deeper, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, if there's no love there, it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's really all the same shit. You know what I'm saying? It really is. But and I think what, I'm sorry, I mean, no, I'm just saying, I'm just gonna say, so someone who has not exhausted <laughs> themselves, exhausted themselves with those, ex, with those experiences. Um, there's levels of tired, cool. There's that sleepy, there's oh man, I'm tired, and then there's I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, for someone who has not experienced a lot they, they may they may trip up and fall and make the mistakes and you know be had a hand in the cookie jar when they should have a hand on a woman you know on a wife or whatever you know what i'm saying that's all I'm saying. I, I, totally, I totally agree and you know i think and it's possible but in this day and age what my parents was on to something yeah i was raised in a bubble but it's you're on to something everything's a gateway porn is a gateway mm-hmm. the more porn you watch the deeper your desires your curiosity right. the more tv you watch and there's a reason why on TV, they're showing you more interracial couples or they're showing you more gay couples or yep. more trans. What that does is normalize things to you and stuff like that. And, yep. and in that perspective, it becomes normalized to be a hypersexual man. It yep. becomes normalized to be a woman that, like, I'm not going to mess with a dude unless he got money. Yep. You know, yep. it's conditioned. Yep. So it's Ooh. almost, in this day and age, it's very, very hard to navigate that world through all of the stuff we see and to be one person for the rest of your life. Yep. Possible. <laughs> Possible, but there's it's not they're not promoting that. Yeah, it's you know? just, and that's you just you're saturating yourself with it too much. Now yeah. if you was Amish, like you said, maybe. Yeah. You grow up in this thing, but yeah. Right now you it's just it's very, very hard. So right now it's just uh Yeah, it's just it's just, you know, hot girl summer. 
Hey, city boys, my, you know, <laughs> city boys, city boys, you know, all that. <laughs> city boy with it. All that, all that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the norm. That's that's you know that's the thing to be. That's the it's the cool thing, you know, for these kids and just who shit kids. Hell, everybody really. Hell. And you gotta know yourself. Yeah. You gotta have fun. Just, I feel like sometimes women, um, some women, not all, some women get caught up in the Insta- Instagram game, and you know they're 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 taking a competition of who can wear the less clothes. Yeah. It's almost a point uh, now where there's no mystery. Yeah. There's like, you know, as I wear this see-through shirt, don't don't judge me, cool. Don't judge. Nah, you good. You good. But see, hey, listen, it's a see-through shirt, but you fully clothed. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah, all about how you do it. You know, you could be sexy and, and whatever in tight clothes. But yeah, dang, it ain't gotta be your panties in a goddamn bra because that's basically what they're wearing now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Basically what they're wearing. So yeah, it's crazy out here, man. I mean, I, mean, I feel like men men are less sex sexified. I don't know if that's a word, but men are are less. You know. What's the word? Is this, I don't know. Men are less treated like sex items. Yeah. I feel like on my timeline, I see a lot of women here and there. You know, every other picture is eight. You know, butt shot, ass shot, titty shot. Yep. You never see a man with a crotch shot. Sweatpants. You know, you know, as women, every time a man wears sweatpants, we zoom in to see what the. You yeah. know, we all try to zoom in. You very few men thirst trap women away. I think women right. thirst trap. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's crazy because I, I was saying this. I don't know. I guess I think it was on the show. I was talking to somebody, and I was telling them like, you know, you can see like a good, wholesome female. You know, she may be. You know, she may look pretty. She may, you know, dress nice. Yeah. Or whatever, and you know, guys still gonna holler. You know what I mean? Guys still gonna be in the DMs or whatever. But slowly but surely, the the clothes start to come off post by post, and they it's like they can't they can't resist the temptation of that attention that extra attention the extra likes the more followers yeah. and they start doing the same thing that everybody else is doing it's yeah it's yeah it's crazy and it's like yo you didn't have to do that you didn't have we to was do feeling it. you we was feeling you. right you didn't have to do it because they do yeah. it anyway that's, that's so true. crazy I, I try not to go down that rabbit hole but i was raised more like sense of humor and personality was attractive. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I was never driven by, like, looks that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I was never vain or anything like that. So it was, you know, I, I used to make people laugh and they'd be like, oh, she cool. So I had friends that way. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you had a lot of friends, too, growing up. But that's the right way. Huh? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm sure you had a lot of friends growing up, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, for me, um, well, when I was in, like, high school and college, it was, like, me... I would just hang with girls, you know? I was hanging with all the girls. But the thing was, it wasn't like I was doing something with all of them. It's just I like to be around girls. Don't mm-hmm. fool with the guys. Guys, yeah, guys want to be combative. They want to, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's just a challenge. You know what I'm saying? It's all a competition and I'm not about that. So my vibe was just, I'm hanging with the girls. We kicking it, whatever, you know? Some I deal with, some I don't, but I was always a cool dude. I was never in the line to try to get what I want. It was just being genuine, just being, you know what I mean? So that was my whole thing. And that's probably how you were so promiscuous. You know, you say how you had, you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. That's probably because you were right by it. Exactly. And, it, and, and the thing was, and the thing was, they were willing because I was cool. And cool, yeah. Real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was just real though. I didn't, I didn't lie. None of that. It was just 
cool. I was a cool dude, and I wasn't the thirsty guy trying to tell them everything they wanted to hear to try to whatever. You know, it's like whatever. Because you gotta understand too, like because I did start so young, I had been there before, so it wasn't like I was just thirsty and now I gotta have it and this and that. It was like yeah, whatever. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. And it seemed like they were more attracted to that attitude, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, of, women love that. Yeah, it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Women love that. We love the guy we can call and cry on his shoulders and tell him all the stuff about what man did us wrong. Then all of a sudden, for you know what, he got your legs behind your head. Something's <laughs> going on. You're like, I gotta call y'all the homeboy by him. You know what I mean? But that's, I mean, we love the homeboy that's a good listener. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. We my, love it. Yeah, that's funny too because my best friend uh, back in college used to call me Counselor Card because they used to come to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing. You don't care about that girl, Daddy. You know no, but no, I was genuine. Trust me, trust me, I was genuine for real. You know, I did my Thanks. thing. I did my thing. You know what I'm saying? I got the perks of it, so you know, here and there. But yeah, it was all genuine, man. All real. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm. the lion type. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm we're going to talk about this baby a little more. Because <laughs> you yeah. smiling way, laughing way too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but I have a homeboy. He's like one of my close homeboys. So it'd be me and a whole bunch of girls, and then it'd be him. And yeah. he loves it. Yeah. He loves being one of the very few guys that be at all the kickbacks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I have other friends other homeboys I try to bring around like with just a whole bunch of women it's all the girls just just sometimes girls want to just be girls they don't want to have to look attractive or do all these things or put on a show to impress the opposite sex so for my other homeboy he said it's a buffet I I had to kind of (laughs) watch him he come in talking to everybody right right yeah you can't do that you can't do that yeah, and see, here's the thing. Here's the unwritten rule with guys, man, that you got to know. And if they don't, you got to oust them out the click. It's like, listen, when you walk into a room full of females, you got to let them choose. You can't start choosing. You got to let them choose. Because if you talk to the wrong one, you ain't getting it. Because if she knows her homegirl feeling you, she ain't going to talk to you. And then you didn't, you didn't, and now you didn't messed it up with the one that does like you. Because you, yeah, you show. That's what I'm saying. With the guys, it's like you can't go in there choose and just let them choose because you're going to mess it up for everybody. It's going to be all twisted <laughs> up. <laughs> let them choose. You just better hope all of them look good. <laughs> right. It, it, it's never the case where everybody look good. That's right. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's rare. Never. Never. That's rare. But hey, let's talk about how you kind of like got back around to production because I know you did the whole TMZ thing, your correspondent. Are you still co-host for the the Quake House show? Yeah, so I stopped doing it around um, around a little bit, maybe about a year into COVID or whatever. I stopped doing it, and the reason why I kind of slowed back on it, um, I can still go anytime I want and do a show. I'll sit them up, and they they've been wanting me back. But like I said, I want to come off this project, and okay. I felt like I was um, censoring myself, uh, you know, because Quake, okay. you know, Quake is an amazing guy. Shout out to Quake, I love Quake to death. 
you know, and I was on a show and he would tell me different things and naturally just say, Sarai, give me the male, the female perspective on men. Because there was um, usually all men, I was the only female. Right. And then I found myself kind of want to give perspective on some things that happen within with women. You know, because I was like, well, shoot, I know what that's like too, you know. <laughs> and I found myself not talking about the whole spectrum of everything. Now, okay. I talk about men too, cool. I talk about men too. But um, I, I felt like I was really biting my tongue. And when I was storytell, I would sometimes mess my, like I said, my pronouns up. I want to say she uh, did dot, dot, dot. Right. But I was finding myself saying he, he. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you start feeling like you're not being true to yourself. Yeah, I feel like I, I was yeah. kind of thinking before speaking. And that's not good when you're yeah. thinking. So just go. Right, right, right. Okay. So anytime people be like, so Sarah, tell me what you think about, about the men or tell me what you think about whatever. Fox Soul is that the, is that the fam too? Because I see you've done a lot of shows over there as well. I, I can go back. I can go back to Fox Soul too. I um, have a few connections there. But when I say I put pause on everything for this project, yeah, I pause. Stand up. Uh, well, red carpets I had to do because of COVID. But I stopped doing shows. This is actually one of my first interviews I said yes to. Um, oh wow! I feel honored. Long, long time, and that's because I'm right on. You're the most talented person in the world. That's why. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah. It's also the right timing too, because the project's about to come out, and I'm speaking a little bit now. And then when you see the project, you're gonna be like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep me abreast on that when you're gonna launch it and all that. So I can, uh, I'll come back to the show and I'll put the link in the description and all that too. So. Yeah, it, it goes there, cool. It goes there for sure. Yeah, yeah, I gotta check that out, man. That's gonna be dope. <laughs> you're gonna be on some Issa Rae. Yes, sir. You getting your Issa. And it was, and the beautiful, beautiful thing about it is, it was the middle of COVID. Everybody was quarantined. Everybody was worried about catching COVID, right? But I had all my friends and people that really are down with me all come, and we turned my house basically into a shooting studio. Oh, um, I used every room in this house, every bathroom. I even used, um, I have like made a jacuzzi room. Um, wow. Turned it into a church one day. I turned it into something else. That's dope. Mm-hmm. See that's what's hey listen, that's what's going to make them give you that money. <laughs> you know yo, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what's gonna make them give you the money because they're gonna be like, damn, you did all that here with this, with you know yeah. doing telling you. People to wear masks, people have footsies on. Um, I had different people say, Hey, just do me a favor. I had people, comedians coming out, do me favors and just being in it. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to pay everybody. But yeah. I did spend enough. I did, I did spend enough money. Yeah. I paid for, you know, different things here and there, you know, trying to consider it. But I did feed everyone very well. And, okay. you know, it, just, it really was a blessing. It really showed me who was down for me. Because yeah. I'm the kind of person I give all the time. You got you can have this shirt off my back right now and it's nothing to me. That's the kind of person I am. So I wouldn't look I, good I in that shirt, though. You said what? <laughs> I said I wouldn't look good in that shirt. No, 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 I ain't gonna, I can't do that. So cool. you know nah, I can't oh. do that one. Right. Right. But um, yeah, so that was, that was, that was almost magical in a sense that we all came together as creators. Everybody came 
everybody was at home getting fat. And we was like, you know what? Let's get back on set. So Let's get it, yeah. That's dope though, because you're not waiting on nobody. And that's what I'm telling you, man. Like that's my motto. Like I am not waiting on anybody. That's why this show was birthed. Cause I was doing this show with a camera guy. He was my business partner. He's my camera guy as well. And then he just went ghost on me. And then we finally, you know, we finally talked to whatever. And he didn't, you know, he was like, man, there was nothing wrong. It's like, I just had a lot going on in my life. And I just had to, you know, step away. And I'm just like, well, dang, you just went ghost. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, damn, did I say something wrong? Did I do something? He was like, nah, I had nothing to do with you. But that just taught me something because it just put everything onto a halt. Everything just came to a screeching halt. And I'm just like, man, all right. So I started doing like tech review on YouTube and, um, you know, I built my channel up to a couple thousand, whatever. Don't I was do- brag on yourself, cool. Don't, don't speed through that. Brag on yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, you know, I was, I was putting in the work, you know, putting in the work. Yeah. Um, and I got, you know, a couple thousand subscribers or whatever. And I was doing that, but I just didn't feel fulfilled. I was like, man, I love tech. I love phones, gadgets. And I was to the point where I was getting all these gadgets sent to me from these Chinese people in Asia and all that stuff. Right. Cause I was getting free stuff like every other week for real. And I'm just doing reviews and all that, right? And if I get an Apple device, I do that. If I get an Android device, I do that. Whatever I was doing, right? But I was just like, man, I need that human element back though. Cause that's what I do. Cause like when we were doing the whole, you know, going out and he filming me, like I went to the Soul Train Music Awards, went backstage, did some interviews. We would go to the, you know, go around town, hit these local celebrities, you know, up and coming artists, whatever. And I was just like, man, I missed that human connection. I was like, you know what? Even though, I, you know, I said, listen, I got to figure out how I can do it by myself. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can't do it in person, but I damn sure can get on this, you know what I'm saying? This live stream and get, you know, and do what I got to do. So I just came up with the whole concept. It took me like a year. I've been, I was pondering for like a year, like, damn, what, what can I do? Like, it has to be organic though. It has to be true to me. And I just thought about, you know, this whole social media craze and how everybody's, Flexing for the gram, you know, lying, uh, charging thousands of dollars for these webinars. And I'm just like, yo, there's so much information out there that should be free to people. People really want to do things with their lives, but they got all these people capping and and gate and gatekeepers holding information from people who don't know what the hell they need to know to get to where they're going. So I'm like, you know what? That's what my show is gonna be about. I'm gonna bring people on just like yourself. And talk about your journey, your struggles, your ups, your downs, your breakthroughs, your successes, your desires, your techniques, You're like all that. You know what I'm saying? So give somebody some free game and, and they can put in a tool belt and go do something with themselves. You know what I'm saying? Don't make my mistakes. Start from where I'm starting and go even further. Have a potential to go further. Exactly. That's really, that's, you got a good heart too. <laughs> yeah, man. I try, hey, listen, I'm trying to do my part. And I know it's on the road with 87, so it's going good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, just keep it going, man. I'm trying to just do my part for the ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? Like, give back. That's what it is. With that said, with that said, I got a question for you. What, um, what is your, your creative process like with, with, with stand-up comedy? So if there's a comedian out there that's like, damn, I'm having a hard time coming up with my jokes. Like, what's your creative process like? So, anytime you want to do something, saturate yourself in it. Okay. If you want to do stand-up, saturate yourself in stand-up. Um, I, I, for me, I'm not a person that likes to watch stand-up. Um, but for me, I was the type of person where I like to be live in those audiences. So, I was at comedy spots like seven nights like a week. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting on stage as much, you know, get as much on stage as possible. Right. And then 
first thing for someone who wants to be a comedian is to be comfortable on stage. Okay. Get on stage, get comfortable on stage. So the first thing you're thinking, what should I say? What should I say? I, I need to be funny. I gotta, you know, force myself to be funny. No, get on stage and talk. Okay. Think, you know, have something that made made you chuckle that day, or you told your friend earlier, they did a little laugh, you know, you talked about something, they chuckled. You know, have, maybe talk about that on stage. The first thing is just to get on stage, get comfortable. And um, the writing process for me, Sometimes it was better for me to just talk to it about with a friend or if something happens to me that was funny, I would kind of jot it down a little bit like, you know, a word here and there. And then when I was on stage, I would just talk about that word. I, I didn't do too well with the whole too much of full sentences and big paragraphs. Okay. But yeah, first off, I'll say get on stage and your funny gonna come. Like get on stage and keep working at it. Um, I can't tell people how to write specifically. Yeah. It'll be different. But if it makes you laugh, it could make somebody. It could. It could make somebody laugh. Now don't go up there super confident, saying what's well, so I said. If I laughed at it in my head. I told right. my friends they were laughing. I'm a killing audience. You know, sometimes your humor is just your humor. Sometimes. Yeah. The maybe the timing. Maybe the joke is good, but the timing is just not there. Yeah. Yeah. So just basically, just get on stage and have fun. Have fun. So, so you're saying. So what I'm getting from that is, in layman okay. terms. Get on stage and just be real first and foremost before you start trying to come up with all these jokes that you're writing and you're gonna go yes. try them out and see if they work. Just get up there, talk, get comfortable being on stage first, basically. Be on stage and, and don't try to be funny. Let me save somebody five years of your stand up for this. <laughs> Let me say five years. Because first thing you want to get up there and try to be funny. You do a fart joke, so you're talking about, you know, black people be like, and then white people be like, you know, yeah. and you're seeing all these different things that someone else may have done, and you're trying to force it. No, I'm going to shoot you five, six years in the game. When you get on stage, pick things that are specific to cool. Like, you know, only things that, that only your stories. Nobody can steal your stories. Nobody can steal the story I just said about my friend with the cousin, da 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 Right, exactly. You know, it's real, and it's, you know, well, hopefully, hopefully everybody know that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I get up there and talk about Trump, I can maybe have a similar point of view to somebody else about Trump. Or, right. you know, or I can talk about certain things. It can sometimes get repeated in a different way or similar to your joke. But the best material, I would say, unless you're a political comedian, unless you just talk about politics, stuff like that, is to talk about yourself. Nobody can redo Kevin Hart's material because it's his story. Right, it's you know his story. Mean? Yeah, but any other political joke, I can come close to it. You know, people could say, oh, the orange Cheeto, da 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 Trump. And somebody else could say something like, oh, the off-red Cheeto, da 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 Trump. You know what I mean? Like, right. not talking about Trump, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Just be true. If it's so, if it's broad, then anybody can have something similar. So get up there, be real, don't try to be funny. And that's it, right? <laughs> and talk about talk and talk about, about yourself. Things that are only innately of you. you. No one can ever take that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Or for some people are observational comedians. Okay. Now with that, people are watching the news or they're doing their and they're coming out there. Right. And if that's your muscle, that's your muscle. You know what I mean? And that's fine. But I feel like sometimes, even though it's with those things, like if you watch a sixty minute special and they're talking about COVID, um, fifteen years from now. Or hell, five years from now, it may not hit the same because it's just not as relevant. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. But a timeless special is when it's about you or something everybody can relate to: love, children, family, kids, working, a boss, being the, the being the youngest child versus being the oldest child. Right. You know that's universal. 
that right. could be in Asia, that could be used in, you know, any other continent, on any other right. continent. Everybody can relate to that. Anybody can relate to that. Cars, but, you know, I don't think cars can go away in the next 15 years. Right, you know, right, yeah. It's about your car breaking down or your emotions or whatever. So, so basically for someone who's getting up there with, with the nerves and all that, pretty much talking about themselves will ground them, get them comfortable because you yeah. always talk about yourself. You always feel comfortable talking about yourself, right? Yeah. Or for the first, first part, like I said, the first thing is to get comfortable, right? Yeah. So let's say you're not really comfortable talking about yourself just right at, right there at first, then just talk, just get oh. on stage. Okay. The main thing is get on stage in the beginning. Then when you're developing your voice, um, talk about things that are true to you or, or a very, very, very precise perspective to where nobody else can can say, oh, he took my joke type right. of thing. Right. Yeah. So, so the now, first thing is comfort. So let me ask you this. So with that said, do you have to have thick skin? Because if you get up there and people have these expectations of like, oh, she better be funny. And you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to talk about myself. And it's really more of a conversation and not mm-hmm. just joke after joke. And some people are heckling or some people are like, oh, she's not that funny, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, you do you have to have thick skin for that and just kind of like ignore that? Any artistic thing, like they said about, I'm an artist, I'm sensitive about my, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like any type of artistic thing, you put time in. The creators are the most sensitive people in the world. Hell yeah. So you have to have thick skin. You have to also get comfortable in the silence. When you're on stage and your mind, you're thinking everybody's about to go crazy. Yeah. And it's just cricket, 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 yeah. cricket. You have to get comfortable in the silence and whatever, you know, and notice that whenever you hear in the audience, they heard it too. So I'm a very interactive comedian. Like I'm talking to people and stuff like that. So if I hear somebody do something or do or see somebody do something, I they've seen it. So now I'll address it real quick, get them back, and uh, go back. Okay, got you. Got but you. a lot of times, if you ever came to one of my my shows, it gets it gets so comfortable to where people are talking to me pretty much the whole time, almost. <laughs> Sometimes that is the show, and they'll talk back to me, and I'll say something back to them at some point, and then. This person says, you know, it gets, yeah. it gets crazy. It gets to the point where they'll I'll say a joke or talk about a joke, and they'll say, and that's why that and that. I'm like, well, good, you know, yeah. like, it's very much a conversation. It's like almost, it's very interactive. So, so basically, yeah, interactive, and there could be a lot of running jokes in there because you just bring it back around, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's my style. Some people are best well rehearsed um, set, and they deliver their set. They don't want nobody to talk. They don't <laughs> say nothing. Don't you throw me off. You know, they just have a very crisp 15-minute set. That's all I have for you. Right. They will not go into the audience at all. Oh, wow. So they'll hear all types of things and just keep it going. Just like, I'm not going to entertain that. Yeah, you hear somebody saying, shut up. And it was like, speaking of shut up, you know, like they just keep it going. They don't get into the audience. Right. I'm a people person, so I like talking to people. I like picking on them. I like having fun with So Yeah. Well, you're dope, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's been... <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, and I, I really appreciate you. Hey, allowing me to interview you after all this time, and you haven't been taking any interviews. I mean, that, that's an honor, for real. This is honestly, I think the first one um, in well, a year and a half, I guess. Wow. Uh, I did one thing on Fox and I was like, ah, I did one thing. I did a little, I did radio a little bit for COVID, but this is the first interview I've done. I've turned down quite a few in about a year and a half. Like, uh, well, hey. I have to I have to thank LA for sending me sending me your info for real. No, for real. Cause I asked her, I was like, hey, do you have any close people that you know you can recommend? And she was like, Yeah, oh my girl. I got somebody for you. So yeah, that's dope. So she listening. Yeah, thank you, LA. It's all love. Appreciate you.
Yeah, I be supporting her heavy, man. She's dope. She does a thing. So, and I'm gonna be supporting you heavy too. You gotta support her for life. For sure, for sure. I'll be in your DM. Like we, we're all a little bit cool. I feel like I learned a little bit about y'all. I know all the things yeah, yeah. about what happened to you by the time you was 24, but. <laughs> just I know, hey, listen. Just know I was thotting out there. I was. <laughs> your boy was hoeing. I was hoeing. Just know that, yeah. Yeah, so it is what it is. The, I know you don't talk about, like, you said you don't talk about, like, do you don't talk about sex and stuff on your show? But that would be an interesting topic to break down. Like, is it better to just. Get it out your system. Like one day, you know, maybe you can bring that back up with somebody else. Is it better just to get out your system or is it better to save yourself? Yeah. And no, no. Yeah, I can definitely talk about that. I just don't debate, you know, oh. heterosexuality, homosexuality, you know, uh, Trump versus this. You know what I'm saying? I, I won't do that. Religion, um, God versus all. Yeah, I won't get into debates. I will okay. never debate because my beliefs are my beliefs and I'm not going to try to put them on anyone. And I, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to sit up here and try to defend my beliefs either. So it's just, Amen. I just, I'll, I'll just leave that to the side. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's a, that's a good idea though. I'll actually do that. Thank you. <laughs> it's real. It's real. No, that it's is a real. real thing. Yeah. Should yeah. you get it out of your system? that's why I say I'm going to get married on everybody's second marriage. Like, go ahead and get married, baby. And who, I'm going to throw the rice and everything like that. I'm not ready for it yet. So yeah. when they get married the second time, I'll get married my first time. Right. I'm not no yeah, man. Just brush it. You you not you, you change it every five years. You're right. You cool from changing a million times, and hopefully you you know you and your wife. I'm sure she's amazing. I'm sure y'all have a great union. That y'all keep changing with each other. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. We good. We good up in here. We good. <laughs> He's like, don't know. Wait a minute, right? Don't be. Nah, we good. It's what? Um, shit. Ah, uh, thirteen, fourteen years. Yeah, we good. Yeah, we good. Yeah, we good, good. Yeah, we good, good. <laughs> you ever talk about um, what it's like to be in a 14-year marriage? What is, you know, sex still like? What is, you know, I'm going to get kids, you know. Mm. Do you ever go into that? Because I'm- No, I haven't. I haven't. Those are some good topics, though. And that's because here's the thing. It would have to be. I won't say it has to be anything. I just don't go there because my show is pretty much all about you, you know. But if we start, if we get to talking and, and, and going on with that, then yeah, we could talk about that. But I mean, it's cool though, because that's a good way to kind of segue into doing some stuff like that. You know what I mean? And just be like, hey, the topic of today is outside of that. You know, we could have a segment and do that. So that's a good idea. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, mean, I think that'd be kind of cool because I would love to know what it's like to, to be with someone and wake up with someone every day for 14 years. Yeah. That seems like the dream for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's, how do you keep things spiced? And you know, right? No, that's really good though. I I really appreciate that because you're right. There's a lot of people who want to, they have a dream for that, but people out here with, with how society is now, they don't think it's obtainable or sustainable. You know what I'm saying? It's like they have, they don't have any hope for it. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proof. You know, I'm proof. Yeah, that it is possible. Sorry, my phone must have went dead. I don't know. I mean, my light went dead. But oh, you good? No, I still see you. Yeah, you good. Now you still shining, you good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate that. I, man, listen, hold on. I'm about to write that down. On air. I'm writing that down. Hold on. Really? You really like that? No, that's that's amazing. You you know how you may hear my life, you think, man, that's interesting to buy curious or yeah. just story. But for me, I would love to know what it's like. What 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 is your, you know, pros, what are your cons, what are your, you know, battles, what is the things that's just great about it? Right. That would be definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And 14 years in LA, 14 years is a golden anniversary. Like, right. you are like our grandparents' age type of marriage. <laughs> 14 years? One person in LA? Right. I know. That's unheard I mean, of. You probably even know about Tinder, Hinge, uh, he matched me, harmed me. I know them all. I know about all of them, but yeah, I ain't that's never been on them. Never been right. on them. Ever. Yeah, that's half your time. Yeah. For you to even go out there and date would be different. Your yeah. match from 14 years ago may not even, you know, you're going to change it up for right now. But yeah. for this year, 2021, yeah. It's strange out there. I don't, <laughs> I don't and wish you it. Safer <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't wish for it. That's, it's some strange shit out there, boy. <laughs> for real, for real. What was the other one you said? Oh yeah, um, should um, is it good to get it out your system, right? Yeah, because is it because um, I think there's two different takes. First of all, I think it takes a good man. I think you're just probably a good man. I think a good man at some point it does get out of his system. Yeah. As opposed to a man that's still kind of broken, it'll it'll just never get out of the system. He'll get addicted to the lifestyle. Yeah. I can tell you the type of person that see yourself as a husband and a father. Some men just don't see that for them. Right. Whether they have been exposed to sex too early or abuse. A lot of men yep. have abuse and, and they don't know it's abuse. Yep. Um and they keep going and going and going and going and going and going and they just feel like, hmm, you know, I don't know why I need all these women. But right. they think they do. Yeah. You know, so. And then some may just not want that for themselves, but then lie to themselves because they're in a situation and they're, they're reacting off emotion. But that love ain't okay. there. It's just emotion or it's to satisfy the woman. And then you yeah. end up breaking her heart. And now she's scorned. She got baggage. Yeah. She, she messed up for the next one. Exactly. Man, yeah. there's so much of that out here in Atlanta. Lord Jesus. Oh, wait, you in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. No wonder you married 14 years. Not man. No wonder you married 14 years. Listen. You live in LA? <laughs> I used to live in LA. I used to live in LA. I oh, know what did? it is. Yeah, I lived out there. So I know oh, what, I trust me, I know what it is. I love LA, but I, I don't think I want to live there anymore. But <laughs> I love Oh, you are you a good, good uh, Southern man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, man. But you know, I, I lived in New York for like six years. I lived in Texas, Vegas, oh. Atlanta. I've been all over. But yeah, I'm here. And I, but I love LA. Like I tell my wife all the time, like we gotta go there at least once a year. Like I love LA. I just love the vibe. But man, that scene, mm. hell no. Nah. But listen, it's, Atlanta, it's mm. bad too. You know what I mean? Listen, it was there was a, a bad statistic. in a different way. Cool. You can be honest. It's bad in a different way for women. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. But it's but t- I'm telling you, like for couples that move here, the breakup rate is crazy. People come here and they lose their whole lives. Their marriages go downhill. The men out cheating, doing whatever. Because there's so many single women. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's You know, it really is 10 to 1. I think it's like 12 to 1 right now with women mm-hmm. versus men. So it's like he can have her. Turn around, he can have her. You ain't yeah. acting right. Well, I just have her today. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. really, it's really like that. So, so many marriages go to shit when people move yeah. here. It's crazy. And I hear the women are almost um, open to the idea that at some point they may going to have somebody else because yeah. they know what it's like. They just want a man. They cool I, They cool at being the side chick. Yeah, I've never, I've never been that person. Cool. Yeah, they cool at being the side chick. Yeah, they, they, they just want a man and it's, it is what it is. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> On that note, we're going to pray for them. 
right for real but listen i really really appreciate you coming on here kicking it with your boy i told you we're gonna have a good conversation you know what i mean just kick it good, it was good. It was good. yeah yeah for sure you good people and like i said i'm gonna be rooting for you and be praying for you i'm gonna be supporting you uh i'll keep in touch with you you know just like i do la man i'm always in touch with her like she's really good people so yeah it's all, all love right. here, man. But yeah, Thank we gonna. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, Thank man. You me. And keep doing what you're doing. You're on to something. Yes, you know? I appreciate. Eighty some episodes, you know. That's yeah. that's no small feat. Yeah, I'm doing that's this to get. No, I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing this to get my TV show. That's that's what it's for. It's coming. So. Buy your head. Let me let me let me ignore you. Buy your head. Cool. No. Go I, go I, ahead. I, go I, ahead and get me. Lay hands yeah. on me. Bless <laughs> them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. All yes. Well, hey, everyone, check it out. This has been a great interview, a great conversation. We ain't going to call it an interview. A great conversation with Sarai, stand-up comedian. You make sure you check her out. You can check out all of her links in the description, her website, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. Be on the lookout for her web series called By The Way, B-I The Way. I'm pretty sure it's going to be phenomenal. She's a great talent. She's doing great things, y'all. I'm telling you, grounded and well-rounded. Coin that phrase, girl. Take it and use it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And look for her um, if you if you decide to go back to Face House on Laugh Out Live Radio on X on Sirius XM. Check for her on there. I'm pretty sure you'll probably see her back on Fox Soul Network doing interviews yeah, I'm, on I'm, there. I'm gonna start now. Yeah, I'm gonna start getting back. So you're gonna start seeing me back on all the platforms. I'll be in different magazines. I'm about to do some interviews and get wrapped up. Because now the project is out and okay. I'm ready to get back out there. So you'll, you guys will see me. If you follow my Instagram page, you'll start seeing me a little bit of everywhere now. Yes. Well, yes. once the project drops in a month or so, you'll start okay. seeing me everywhere. Yeah, let me know. Let me know so I can promote it for sure. I got you. All right. We're going to ride it out with a real quick snippet of you on Fox Soul. Oh, and, shoot. Yeah. Until next week. We out of here, y'all. <laughs> Girl, I told you I got you. Wait. <laughs> you sure you're not here? No, nah, I got I got you though. I went I went plucking like you know, pluck, you know, get, get what I need to I get. Feel it. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta represent you in the right light. You know what I mean? Gotta do you right. You come to kick it with your boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yes, indeed. But hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching this on the replay, I appreciate you putting eyes on us, uh, blessing us with your presence. Thank you so much. Every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You never know who I might have. So come kick it with your boy. Until next time, we out, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Yes. What I found to be shocking is that Barack Obama and Donald Trump tie for 2019's most admired uh, man in the U.S. Now, why well, that in the office? Oh, no. How? That's what I'm talking about. I think about. it was that one slogan, grab him. I'm never like, we're behind it. No. I'm just going to say one thing. Russia. Russia, oh, oh, that, that shit ain't possible, right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I Somebody also, changed some numbers somewhere. That ain't possible, right? There. I feel as though Trump has two people behind him, yeah. and, and we we see the the you know people with the, the torches and stuff like that. And we see that group, mm-hmm. but the hidden group is the middle class. Things are moving from a racial thing to slightly and getting to a classism to where if you make a certain amount of money, yeah. you want those tax breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I hate okay, to say well, it, and I, but I, I know someone, I, my brother, yeah. my brother, he 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 does very well for himself. He's in that two hundred and fifty thousand mark, right? And he's said he voted for Trump, and that's why they passed no chicken at Thanksgiving. I said, you're going to starve Absolutely. in my house. But at the same time... Send him to my auntie's house. He can get some of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>